Welcome to the Daily Homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. We're reading from the Acts of the Apostles. At Miletus, Paul spoke to the presbyters of the Church of Ephesus. Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock, of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers, in which you tend the church of God that he acquired with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come among you, and they will not spare the flock. And from your own group, men will come forward, perverting the truth, to draw the disciples away after them. So be vigilant, and remember that for three years, night and day, I unceasingly admonished each of you with tears, and now I command you, I commend you to God and to that gracious word of his that can build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are consecrated. I have never wanted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You know well that these very hands have served my needs and my companions. In every way I have shown you that by hard work of that sort, we must help the weak. And keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus, who himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down and prayed with them all. They were all weeping loudly as they threw their arms around Paul and kissed him, for they were deeply distressed that he had said that they would never see his face again. Then they escorted him to the ship. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one, just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. From Miletus, Paul spoke to the presbyters of the church at Ephesus. The presbyters, the priests, were from Ephesus, but the meeting was called in Miletus. Miletus was 50 miles down the coast from Ephesus, where Paul had lived for around three years. But Paul had left Ephesus in a hurry to continue on his third missionary journey. He ventured into Greece and on his return trip, he decided it was best not to go back through Ephesus. Like many things in life, one needs to follow the money on this. You see, right before Paul left Ephesus, a man named Demetrius, who was some sort of union leader or large-scale contractor, he formed a mob made of laborers and skilled craftsmen. They went looking for Paul and Paul's associates and looking for blood. Ephesus was a, a beautiful city on the west coast of what's now Turkey. One of the seven wonders of the world was in Ephesus, the temple of 
Diana. Pilgrims and tourists would visit the massive temple complex and spend money, buy souvenirs and statues, little cheap ones and large, expensive ones. Ephesians fed their families by making and selling those statues. This trade, this business of making statues to pagan gods, of course, was a violation of the first commandment. So Paul had to tell the Ephesians the truth. There was only one God, and his name wasn't Diana. Well, who wanted to hear that? It was one thing if some crazy Jew named Paul wanted to preach that a crucified carpenter from backwater Galilee was God. It was another thing altogether if Paul was going to ruin people's livelihoods in the process. But what choice did Paul have? Diana was a pagan god of fertility, and quote-unquote worship services included orgies and the like. It was dark, false worship that needed the light of truth shown on it. As Christ told his first bishops the night before he died, as you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in truth. But the truth hurts. The light hurts. It hurts eyes blinded by sin and error. I gave them your word, and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And so, the shepherds Christ appointed to lead and guard the flock were to be in the world, but not of it. That takes money. It takes money to be in the world. It takes money to convert the world to Christ. St. Paul was taking money, a collection for the church in Jerusalem where he would be arrested. St. Paul warned his priests of the savage wolves that would come from their own group, those who would pervert the truth and draw disciples away. There was nothing new in that. Christ, the night before he died, called Judas, the keeper of the money, the son of destruction. Isn't it interesting? Today, priests and bishops in Rome and other high places, those who are in love with money, those who remain silent while the world falls into paganism, those who pervert the truth would have us believe that the son of destruction is in heaven. The inference there is that, well, we're all going to go to heaven regardless of our behavior. But that is not the truth. The truth got hung on a cross as a sacrifice for our sins. That does not give us license to sin and sin freely, to be parasites on the body of Christ. The truth said it was better to give than to receive. That is what he did. That is what he does at the holy sacrifice of Mass. He gives us his body and his blood to keep us from the evil one and to consecrate us in the truth.